Welcome to the Spicy Boys Podcast. Let's get spicy. Welcome back, everybody. We're in the Spicy Boys Podcast Studio. I'm sitting here next to Brad Hughes. Yep. Geoffrey Ginn. Yep. And yours truly, Ryan Clell. Witten. Witten. It feels good. We've got it's a. This is a special episode, boys. It's just it ain't it nifty? It's a nifty fifty. <laughs> We're turning fifty. They hate us. Because they ain't us. <laughs> ain't us or ain't us? Ain't us. The, uh, what is it? The, the so mid-centennial of Spicy Boy Podcast. We're halfway to 100. Yeah. Man, that's that's a big accomplishment. That is. Proud of us, guys. We're, is, we're busy people. We got lots going on. If if we, uh, if we're a married couple, it, this is our, uh, what's, what's 50? Diamond? Actually, don't know. I had looked this up recently because I think my parents hit Ruby. Oh. Yeah. What's Ruby? Is that thir- 40? 40 is years. Di- is diamond 50? 100 is gold, right? I think 100 just like... I'm going to look you this just, up. I think Ruby If you're married for 100 years, right. they just like give you like a bank. It's the bank one. Let's see. Yeah, what is 100? <laughs> Pat on the, I don't think anybody's 50. made it that far. <laughs> 50 year. I wonder if there's a couple that has. That is interesting. How, what, how old is the oldest person? Old. 125. Really? I mean, that's the wild guess. I think it's like 120 something. Let's see. The oldest person in the world right now. Oh, right now or ever? Is 116 years old. Is he a veteran? He's definitely a veteran. <laughs> Not like a war vet. So the o- oh, oldest man a- who's ever verified is a J- Japanese guy. He died at 116. So 116 is the Japanese guy? oldest man that's ever lived. He probably looked 20. He pro- <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, we need all that fresh fish, yeah. dude. Okay. It's the golden anniversary for 50, according to the internet. Obviously, it's true. This is the golden episode. This is really this is really sad. So there's this one article that says oldest living person ever at 128 wishes she had died young. <laughs> God, <laughs> like you don't want to see what I saw. Everyone wants like, to live oh, the horrors. Just take take a good solid 30 years and be happy. <laughs> right, man. Quality over quantity. 50. Man, you guys, what we, do you see? We're, we've been on a journey. <sighs> man, that's that's 50 weeks. 50 beers. Well, like 50 oh, way more ratings. than 50 beers. If you think about it, we drank at least two beers every episode. Yeah. So we've drank over 100 beers on, and you've listened to us <laughs> drink over 100 beers so far. That's Cheers a lot. to you. Speaking of drinking beers. If this was Flying Saucer, we'd get a damn plate on the wall. Boom. What do we, uh, hey, we can put our own plate in the studio. <laughs> we can put plates, Say awards. 100 beers um, in one night. <laughs> I would die. 
I would not make it 50. I think Andre the Giant drank 100 beers one time. Um, but we uh So, Jeff, how's your week? How was your weekend? Yeah. So he says, "All right. Brad, you <laughs> I, you had it. It's I good. It's good. But it die. You did. Hey. You did? Yeah, I didn't die. So, so, do you think like that's like my my uh, my motto now. Do you truly feel that way? Like if you get through a weekend, you're just like, yeah, I'm happy good. I didn't die. Yeah, man. <laughs> you're just you're. you're. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not just saying because I almost choked to death. No, I'm just saying in general. It's like, you know, what are your goals? <laughs> I wasn't even referring to the choking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did we talk about this yet? No, no. We, we should need to talk about up. that. Pork is trying to kill. I almost died. Like I, Jeff. I'm not exaggerating. I was all alone in my apartment. It's my bo- I was down in my boxers, and uh, I was making a pork chop dinner. I, I always do. I've I've done a million times. Get the same cut of meat, HUB, and use the same pan. Do I do the same thing? Um, I just I know just made a mistake of 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 a of a shoving a big piece of pork chop in my mouth. I was so hungry. Then I uh, I swallowed it. I thought I did. Then I felt, you know, when you're, uh, when you're, uh, when you eat too quick and you, you know, there's something stuck in your throat, but you can feel it coming down. Like, oh, I'll be fine. Then you just drink some water. Yeah, that didn't happen. It was stuck there, swallowing again. Then uh, realized I was, I'm, 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 I'm properly choking right now. Then, yeah, I had to, I had this realization of, you know what? This is how I go. All alone in my apartment, my boxers, choke, choked on a pork chop. Um, We're so glad you didn't yeah. go like I that. didn't panic, though. I didn't panic. I, uh, I, coughed, I coughed and yelled in the top of my lungs, and this piece of pork chop, just projectile, like almost like Spider-Man, like web <laughs> on the wall. <laughs> All right. So uh-huh. did... um. During that time, did anything flash before your eyes? No, I'm kind of disappointed. <laughs> so you probably weren't at that point yet. I was. You, you're probably like before the panic really set in. Yeah. How long were you choking without oxygen before you you were able to launch the pork bite Maybe out th- of your mouth? About thirty seconds. That's a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a long. I have time. to say, you stayed pretty calm because thirty seconds yeah. is a long time. When well, you're either I stayed calm to where okay, I. I can fix this, or I say calm because I just gave up. So, like, did, just take you now. Just like, well, this is how, this is how it ends. Boys. Yeah. Did you have time to even say, "Hey, I'm okay dying because I've accomplished my goals," <laughs> or were you like, "I'm not even close yet. This isn't happening. Yeah. You, this piece of pork's coming out." Did it give you like a little bit of like existential dread? Yeah. <laughs> but. I was kind of, you know what? This is how I go. I'm, I was I'm more just, concerned about because I left the stove on that my apartment <laughs> would catch fire so and me like laying there dead. They'd, they'd be really confused if you they thought you died in a house fire when you yeah. really died from the pork chop. Yeah. Oh just, man! And it's just a series of events. That sounds like a really good uh, like cold case. Oh, I would have solved my own case. <laughs> <laughs> but there was never a point where you're like, I haven't accomplished. My goals of a feature film. You're coming out, pork. <laughs> Just launched out. No, I think it's more like either I die now, <laughs> or if this cuff doesn't work. Yeah. 
So you were in your you were in your boxers, yeah, eating pork chop dinner. <laughs> I assume got getting ready to watch a movie. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what movie are you about to watch? Bird Box. <laughs> <laughs> Man, maybe that was the universe telling you not to watch Bird Box. Man dies in fire. <laughs> By choking on pork chop while watching <laughs> Bird, Bird, Bird Box. Box. While watching Bird Box. What did you guys think of that, by the way? I mean, the movie? Yeah. It's all right. Really? Like half of the movie, I was just thinking, man, I cheated. I cheated. I, I cheated death. Jeff's like, you were Jeff's like, like, the movie isn't the important. That Was that the first time in your life oh. where you like the movie wasn't the most important, the main thing going through your mind? Well, I mean, it was... I kind of had an, had, a, had an idea about the movie. It was it was it was predictable. Where you look, where yeah. you like, oh, your life's so tough. You're not choking on a <laughs> you're not choking on a yeah. pork chop. Yeah. Oh, you can't see. Try choking on a pork chop. <laughs> <laughs> Movie's all right. What do you think of it, Brad? I feel the same way. It was all right. It's, I think I, I like the concept. I liked everything. I liked the the the, the pacing of the movie. Um, some of the character development was a little eh. Yeah. I mean, but. I don't understand why Machine Gun Kelly's in that movie. Uh, that I didn't worry. That, 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 that was weird. That bothered me because I like Eminem. <laughs> Honestly, I'll be honest. I kind of <laughs> forgot he was in it. I didn't yeah. recognize him right away. I was like, why is he in this? You know who I liked in it, though? John Malkovich. Dude, he's so good Malkovich, in it. Malkovich, well. Malkovich is apparently like, I feel like he's owned by Netflix now because I saw a new, another trailer for a Netflix original movie that he's in. And I was like, I wonder if they've just got like John Malkovich like in a just trapped in a box inside the Netflix studios, and they only like let him out for like little bits of time. I because he's so insane. He's he's probably my favorite part of that movie. Oh, I mean, Sandra Bullock was good. Yeah, it's kind of I kind of expected that. Sarah Paulson was kind of a shocker. Yeah, I I hate saying that. I'm not a big Sandra Bullock fan. And every yeah. time I say that, people are always like, oh, what? It's because she's in Austin. Right? I'm not saying she's bad. She's a bad actress or anything. And I'm not saying I don't enjoy the movies. I'm just not like the one to gravitate towards the movies. Because I, I watched it. I'm like, she fits. She does a great job. Just mm-hmm. like Gravity. Like, I just, I'm not like as excited as I would be if someone else was in the movie. Yeah. And then I, as you mentioned, Jeff, the, it was kind of, it was I don't want to ruin it because it's still a fairly, fairly new movie. But the ending, I mentioned in the first 10 minutes because Sarah and I watched it. Yeah. And it happened. Yeah. So I was like, I kind of knew what was going to happen. Yeah. A little bit. But also, I, I, I mentioned it to Brad. Like the ending. Mm-hmm. I mean, that place that they found. Mm-hmm. It's like it's it, it was it was in, in the middle of the jungle. Somewhat. It was like a forest. Yeah. The forest. So oh, did that? Why would it be there? Did that exist? <laughs> like that's a really yeah. good point. That Especially doesn't make for any the peop- sense. The people who need to be there. Yeah, you to would, like rummaging through the forest. That's an idiot. Yeah, it was only like a five-year span, right, from the time it happened. Mm-hmm. So yeah. in five years, it's not like the world over, like this. Yeah. The world grew over a city, but, and uh, that looks like that's it's been there for. No, decades. it's obviously been there. Yeah. I tried to look past that. Yeah. <laughs> also, Sandra Bullock is a straight up jerk in that movie. Uh, which part? I'm curious. When she's yelling at the, she's like, "Oh, you're gonna look." 
to the little girl. Okay. And like so, the only thing that like turns her around is she remembers that she told that lady that she was going to take care of her kid. There was like, there was no like, it wasn't even like she felt bad for the kid. She was just like remembered that the mom said that and then she felt bad about it. And it was, but like, she didn't give two craps about that kid. She could have thrown her off the cliff. Like, I, what if she didn't say that before she died? Do you think she'd just like throw that kid? I, I don't think that's, I didn't take that from that part. I, I took, that she's first of all she was kind of an introvert as is mm-hmm. and i felt like she never really got to have the relationship with her child mm-hmm. i don't want to get into this too much but you know what i'm saying now we're not I, reviewing bird box on this episode yeah. but, by the way. but anyway i just i thought about that too for a while and then i was like that's kind of shitty for you to do this yeah but anyway we can go over that movie another time anyway yeah. lesson the story if you're an introvert you're an artist and we we are artists here. Mm. Um, all I'm saying is, if you're if you're an introvert like me, you know, either properly cut a pork chop or socialize, so you're not dying. <laughs> you're not by yourself. You're not dying alone. Eating yeah, pork chop. Pork chop. I do have to say, since we mentioned it, I think it's definitely worth watching. A very, I think mm. it's a very entertaining movie. Oh yeah. So it's if you are listening, watch it if you haven't seen it. Yeah, it's it's interesting and it's free. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Like you're not you're not losing any money. You off know, of someone it. has a Netflix account. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. I liked it. So, boys, we're drinking some good German beer from Big Ben Brewing Company, which I was informed as I was buying today that they are shutting down their doors for the foreseeable future. They're out of Marfa. Do you know why? They're just, they can't make payroll. They're apparently, their money's not good for them, you know? Do you know what? Not making enough. Do you know which beer they were really known for? Um, I don't. So we should probably look that up, buy it, and hang on to it. That's true. Resell yeah. it. Boom. Later. And step four, profit. Boom. Um, so this is, I would say this is a, a good German, right? Mm-hmm. What, do you, what do you call a, a bad German? I can definitely tell you. I can tell you. What do you, you I want Joff to say it. Oh, like a bad German beer? No, just <laughs> like a bad, a bad German. Yeah. A Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> N-A-T. And what do we? Z-K-I-E. What do we? What do we do, boys? We what do we like doing? <laughs> I don't want to butcher this. What do we do, Nazis? Yeah, he's trying to. Did you know Hitler has an, had an amazing painting collection? I did. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, he was trying to go to art school. That's what kicked off his all of his his. He didn't make it in art school. How about you do the line? We like killing Nazis. <laughs> Yes, Lieutenant Aldo Rain. So today, for the special episode fifty of the Spicy Boys podcast, we're going to be talking about Inglorious Bastards. You want me to go get the beer? I can grab it real quick. Mm. Oh, it's oh. special. Oh, Ryan needs to. Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, by uh. Phil, this is you know a small time filmmaker named Tarantino. He's his name is Quentin Quentin and Tarantino. He's made a few movies I can think of. Yeah, he made a some handful of movies. He made um Pulp Fiction. What is that a good one? Yeah, it's all right. It's, it's all right. right. It's all right. True Romance, like we 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 did in the podcast. It's all right. You know. Django Unchained. It's all right. He's an all right filmmaker. 
I was actually thinking today, like, what's my favorite Tarantino movie? I th- really struggle, man. I thought it was going to be easy, like, just to go to Pulp Fiction. Yeah. But it's really not. After, I mean, even, even this movie and Django. Oh, man, so many good ones. Um, my favorite. Well, <laughs> yeah, my favorite. Do you have a favorite? So this one and True Romance. Oh, I knew tr- well, we already, yeah, because we did True Romance. But I, I mean, I know he didn't direct it, but still, I just think that's, like, his perfect script. Wait, well, if if he if he had to pick one, that, this that, one. That he, this one that he yeah, directed, Glorious Bastards. It is your favorite Tarantino yeah. film altogether. Yeah, in it's because like so Tarantino, you know, if you really get into like the nitty gritty of it, what he's doing is kind of making a collage of older movies. Mm-hmm. You know, and he just like steals different shots and scenes from old movies. He's he's such a cinephile. But it's like all stuff that none of us have seen. So for us, it looks brand new. But for somebody who's seen everything, they're like, oh, yeah, that's from that. And it's yeah, almost yeah, like yeah. He's, he's making like a collage of old movies. But I think this is probably my favorite because it's like in a culmination of like a lot of my favorite movies. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like I, it's 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 in this movie is almost like two movies in one, too. Well, it basically is. Yeah, that's a good point. But man, that... We gotta talk about that opening scene. This is, yeah, this is probably my favorite Tarantino film. Just solely based on my love for suspense. Mm-hmm. I feel like this entire movie is just one giant suspense scene. The, the tension yeah. that builds in, in these scenes. Um, Christoph Waltz, like alone, is just like. Just seeing him in a scene is, yeah. But what's 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 Hans Landa? So I got you guys. I got. I'm sorry, Jeff. I didn't realize it until I was grabbing the beer just now. I got us an Imperial Milk Stout. Okay. Hey. Hey. You know what? You shouldn't have to stop choosing, or you shouldn't have to make a decision based on Jeff's. I don't even want to say dietary needs. <laughs> I'm, immor- but, I'm but immortal. I would now. say more preference, dude. So the reason I chose this one is the famous milk scene where Hansland is uh, at the, you know, he asks for a glass of of milk, and then he drinks the milk in front of the family, and that's where the most intense debate that you see. All right, so spicy boys and spicy girls, spicy people all around the world. If you're listening along home from a long day of work and you want to crack a cold one with the spicy boys now's the time to pop that top oh that's dark oh my god it's ooh it's a horchata so I it adds a little bit of Texas to it you know <laughs> alright here we go you ready for this oh, yeah. by Three Nations Brewing Company by god that is delicious. Pretty good. You like horchata, Jeff? This tastes like a chocolate horchata to me. Did you say Spice X, Jeff? No. <laughs> I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you answered. No. Here's my thing. When I when I taste coffee, I just want I just want to taste coffee. Yeah. That's not true. And and uh, wait, and, uh, what do you mean by that? You're saying with no alcohol or nothing? Yeah, yeah. When you're, you don't like chase coffee and you're like, oh, I want to add some um, hazelnut creamer. 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the peppermint, peppermint mocha. I don't know. Let's uh, let's see but how this saying, episode goes. You're saying when you taste coffee, you don't want alcohol. Yeah, and when you taste you alcohol, you don't want coffee. So this is called the Devout Imperial Milk Stout Horchata. It says respect tradition, and then on the back it says, "Our Imperial Milk Stout is enhanced with notes of vanilla, cinnamon, and roasted coffee. Kick off January with this smooth stout. It's the Super Bowl of winter beers." What do you think about that, Jeff? Is it the super? Is it a Super Bowl in your mouth right now? It's Super Bowl of something. <laughs> like I said, I can drink anything now. I'm immortal. Hey, there's four. Can I'm, I just I almost there's died. There's four, Joe. You should have the last one. God. Well, I'm gonna. Have, well, I'm gonna. Have, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna end up taking one anyway. Yeah. Oh. I'm trying to make a Jacksonville Jaguars joke out of that Super Bowl reference, but God. I can't really do it because the Jacksonville yeah, Jaguars haven't been close enough to a Super Bowl. Oh, was that a burn? <laughs> that was a yeah. burn. Yeah. He burned you. Last year was our year. <laughs> he burned so, you. Two games, two games away. Two games away. He got real spicy. I God. wasn't expecting it. <laughs> Woo. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> Yeah, if you guys are listening from Jacksonville, what the fuck's happening? <laughs> yeah, I feel like people from like we're gonna get some hate mail for Man, that for a, that joke. One hit wonder over there. Have you seen uh, the the Good Place yet? Yeah, it's funny where that guy is obsessed with Jacksonville Jaguars yeah. and Blake Bortles. Like Blake, he's like, they're like, you know, who would like if you could have dinner with any person, who would it be? And he's like Blake Bortles, like for sure. <laughs> it's it's one of the. It's a good show. It's a good show. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it. Uh, it's no. a. Uh, it's by the guy who did like The Office. Yeah. yeah. Michael. Kristen Bell, and uh, Ted Danson. It's funny. Yeah. But yeah, I hear you. I hear you. So, Inglorious Bastards, Ariba Derchi. Two thousand eight nine. I think it was two thousand nine. Yeah. Because I was in college. So this is um what was the la- this is this was his seventh film? Yeah. Okay. Cuz now his ninth <laughs> he's shooting his ninth film. Right. Yeah. Uh So in Glorious Bastard Django then then uh Mm-mm. No? No, this must have been 6 because 7 must have been Django and then 8 was The Hateful Eight. Oh, Hateful Eight. Okay, yes, yeah, right. See, I get those two mixed up. They're almost like the same. Which one? Django and Hateful Eight. You get them mixed up? Yeah. I think just just the... the what about the Hateful Eight and Magnificent Seven? Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Here we get those confused. <laughs> What's the one with Adam Sandler? God. God what Netflix? was it? The, the, Dude, the Fab Four the something or something six? like you that? You know he made... The Ridiculous Six. You know he was... I didn't even know that was a thing. Or actually, I've heard of it. I didn't realize he was in that. He was like the fourth highest paid actor in... 2018, I think. Yeah, because he's making crazy Netflix money. Yeah, he had like four movie co- like deals, whatever. He's such a good actor when he wants to be, too. It's crazy. Like I, Punch Drunk Love, Meyerowitz Stories. I'm just saying, Meyerowitz out stories. Of all the actors you can think of, I never thought Adam Sandler yeah. would be the guy that's still racking in the money like that. Like oh, I, I know. All his movies that I loved growing up, He's still just doing like there's a lot of people that fall off, man. They don't know how to do it. He maintains it. Well, he's got like he a, has to be a very smart individual. He, I think he is, and I think he's also got like such like a audience. Like pe- there's people who will watch every single Adam Sandler movie that he puts out. Dude, I saw a terrible one. Like two oh, years they're ago. they're all the new ones are really well, bad. And I, and I haven't watched any of the new stuff, but that one I watched was awful. And I'm like, I don't know if I could watch anymore. 
Yeah, but if you think about it, you know, it's like if if he gets like upfront money from Netflix, yeah, exactly. He did, like he probably doesn't even have to worry. He probably doesn't even look at how many people watch his movies. No. But so, I've heard it's like really high. So, so how does that make you feel? Without we, we can do a whole episode on this, but knowing that Netflix being the company they are, they're they're smart with their yeah. Mm-hmm. They know that they can give him this much money and they're going to profit off that. Yeah. Right. So yeah. that means there's that many people wanting to watch those movies. I don't think so. As, there has to be. There is no there has like to be. his movies. Like oh, it, they there's a deal that Dude. like basically says that they think that like his movies are some of like when they come out are some of like the top viewed things. I wouldn't be surprised I if mean, his movies made had more eyes on it than Interstellar. Without getting oh my God, without getting <laughs> too offensive God. on it, I mean Man. it's the it's the same reason Trump won the presidency. Boom. Like seriously though, there's, I'm more, there's, I'm more, are, there's I'm more concerned about what Brad said. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's true. I'm just saying that. God, like, just, no, I have nothing to back that up. But I see what you're saying, Ryan. It's it's the same like group. It's the same <laughs> group of people that are voting for Trump. So you're saying these goddamn, uh, the people who watch Adam Sandler movies? I mean, I don't know if that's. I know majority. what you're trying. I know what you're trying to get at, and if that's what you're saying, that's what you're it's saying. It's the lowest common denominator. It's like it's easy comedy. It's easy comedy. It's why like Trump like plays to the lowest common denominator most of the time. There are people out there that are actually intelligent and they voted for Trump. Don't know why, but that that, that exists. Sorry, Sadly. I didn't want to get too political, but hey, sometimes it just comes out. Speaking of Trump. So Nazis, God. Nazis, we right? Yeah. Stay. Let's stay. Yeah. Going back oh, okay, back to Nazis. Yeah, thanks for. Uh, okay. What? So, one of the reasons I love this movie so much is um, Melanie Loren. She's the girl who runs the theater, ends up burning it down. The girl, the chick who looks like Greta Gerwig. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> that's why. <laughs> Mick Ryan. He's like, that's why I'm attracted to her. That's so Look true. I have a type, guys. Yeah, yeah. we knew that. Oh, do you? Of course. <laughs> of course. Oh, man. I just now realize that. You probably don't know this, but when we go out, Dude, what if, if there's married? a girl that walks in the door and Jeff notices, he'll look at me and I'm like, like, it's yeah. like that's, that's, we'll, we'll, we'll wait for it. What if Greta Gerwig marries Adam Sandler? <laughs> you know who she's dating right now? <laughs> Right now, not Adam Sandler, but no, I'd be really sad if she. Oh man, conditioner is better. <laughs> no shampoo. Uh, the Greta girl over there making her movies. <laughs> she's she's uh, making Little Women right now. But anyways, so her so apparently so she plays the the um, she runs the theater. Apparently, to get her ready for the role. Um, Tarantino had her. <laughs> what was that noise? <laughs> Nothing from the beer. Maybe. Um. So Tarantino had her run the projection booth at n- the New Beverly, uh-huh. his movie theater, yeah. for like three weeks. She would do like cartoons and like pre-show stuff. Well, her big test before she got the actual gig was. Um, Let me guess. Mm-hmm. Set a theater on fire. No. <laughs> okay. Uh, she, she. He was in the. And they did Reservoir Dogs, a 35 millimeter presentation of Reservoir Dogs, and she had to be the be the uh, projectionist by herself. Oh, okay, like tested her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's Which, pretty cool. I mean, that's got to be stressful. Tarantino sitting in the 
not at theater all. and you're and you're having to show it i wouldn't uh, care i would just i would do my job and do it right <laughs> like tarantino you're just another person you're to just me. another you're another eyes and i don't i won't treat you any worse because i want everybody to see this movie the way it's supposed to be seen. i believe in equality and everyone here is equal and i'm going to come in and just do my job because i do a good job i've always wondered that'd be cool that'd be a cool trade to have is to be a projectionist as an art form kind of is i th- yes like the ins and outs of all projection like mm-hmm. any type of format anything like that and then doing like well no i shouldn't like i've never been a projectionist mm. i don't even know how today's like digital movies work you just hit a button I yeah i think so well they have like basically it's like those those deals are like big machines and that you can plug in like usb drives to them and then upload stuff off of that because when we were doing draft house stuff we to used to have to bring little USB drives. So I used to have to go hand deliver USB drives of all the new trailers yeah. to all of the movie theaters. And then they upload it to a machine there, right? A computer? And just play it off. Yeah. That's what I think that's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then like it's all like but hooked it's up to a mainframe. Yeah. And it, it's, I think it is. I remember I saw a 300 the night it came out. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they were they had a digital projector and it was like the first time they'd use a digital projector at this yeah. movie theater in Stillwater and they were like we waited like an hour and a half in the movie theater because they were still like waiting on the movie to like load and everybody was like making jokes like what is this a YouTube video <laughs> it's a you laptop just, just hooked up on a projector <laughs> you'll appreciate it once it plays the quality but that was funny to me that it was like oh man they actually had like lag time on like yeah, this I like HD movie. I, I wonder. I, I mean, that'd be f- kind of fun to know. But I always, yeah, the projection part, like, because I never did anything in high school film related, other than like just shooting with my own little handy cam. Um, but like actually having a job, which a lot of aspiring filmmakers start out like a AMC or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. So I was always kind of curious about it. I mean, I understand how it works. But yeah, I think you're right. I think like if you worked at an art house and you were like the projectionist yeah. there for like you know fifty years. That'd be kind of cool, right? Like to be known as like something like that, or, like a well-known like theater or something. Did I yeah, watch apparently the... like they've got their own union and everything. Like it's kind of like a and like the people who do it are like really proud. Of, you know, they, it's like a badge of pride type thing. But you probably want to do film too, like yeah. actual like 35, 70 millimeter prints, IMAX I'll, stuff like that. I watch a video of this theater and they sh- they showed how they load an IMAX print like, Ooh. from beginning to end so fascinating mm. so much work and you, it's it's literally it, it's if you make one mistake you're fucked so how to load it to project like yeah. in theaters yeah so here in austin the bob bullock theater does imax so mm-hmm. there's someone there that knows yeah well oh, that's a digital imax now so that's i'm curious so it's yeah. not film it's yeah. it's just oh this one's film just, yeah so do you think i mean they have they have for, uh, I mean forklifts inside because the, the reels, reels yeah it's like it's, so it's four hundred pounds <laughs> per canister of a IMAX that's, so, that's pretty interesting yeah um I'm sorry we keep getting off yeah so, no, anyway should we do the log on oh yeah we need to yeah. of course, yeah. <laughs> yes right. let's do that yeah sure let's do it um, all right. Who wants to go first? Oh, I get to choose who goes first you this choose, time. You choose, man. I'm going Jeff first this time. 
Oh yeah, that was not the milk stout. I can tell you that because yeah. he just he took a big swig <laughs> of that one. He's All ready. Thirty seconds. Let me uh, put my pull up my uh, my clock here. I might butcher this one. Oh, I'm gonna butcher this for sure. I might I might just scalp someone during this. Oh, Scalping nets. <laughs> All right, here we go. Inglorious bastards. Thirty seconds. Three, two, one. Lieutenant Aldo Rain forms a group of Jewish soldiers to get in the business of killing Nazi. And business is a booming. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's my favorite line in a movie. That was good. <laughs> All right, Brad. Oh. Hold on, hold on. I got to think this through a little bit. I'm really curious what the, what the log line is for this one because... I am too. There's two... Like you mentioned earlier, there's two stories. Mm. For me, there's three stories or going on. This there's movie. more than just... What's the third one? Oh, I feel like it's Hans Landa, then Aldo, Rain, then uh, Shoshana. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. But but they, but they Shoshana and Hans are like so... Inter- that's basically one movie though. Mm-hmm. God, I don't want to. No, I, I want to think no, this press through. No, press it. Press it. I Three, want to think this right. Go. You got. You're on the clock, buddy. After a Jewish girl's family was parents were murdered, she sets out to kill the Nazi leaders, and in, in addition, a group of Jewish soldiers sets out to also <laughs> kill the same group. <laughs> God. That's good. That's, that's that's good, man. That was uh, really good. In addition to, oh uh, man, don't ever have me write log lines. For <laughs> yeah. a oh, we, gonna, we figured we, that out. <laughs> what if we just like all that's right. all we did? That's like all we gave you. Like your only responsibility on a job was like just to write log lines for different right. movies. Before you go into your, oh no, I'll tell you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw a challenge your way. Right, right. I'm gonna throw a challenge your way. Okay. Focus on Hans Landa and make him make him the protagonist of this logline. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's kind of. And go. All right. What a f- female projectionist running a movie theater in Nazi-occupied France finds out that Hitler is going to be coming to her th- to her theater. She devises a plan to kill him. And is aided by a group of ragtag bastards. I like that ending. I like both Rag, of your guys's both rag, of your guys' lines. I like that word. The, yeah, because that was actually they were pretty rag, ragtag. Yeah, I yeah. love I love the characters. Apparently, um, you know they have the the bear Jew. Yeah. Apparently, Eli. Well, that was Eli Roth, and apparently, one of the names on the bat was um, Anne Frank. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Let's see. So Quentin Tarantino, I mean Brad Pitt, Christoph Waltz, okay, God, Fassbender, uh, Daniel. I'm trying to think of the other. Ooh, this is Brule. The... I think Daniel Brule. Daniel Brule, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's such a good actor. B.J. Novak. B.J. Novak. Ryan Howard from The Office. <laughs> Ryan the Temp. Um, yeah, it's 
We'll talk about our favorite characters in the movie. All right. In Nazi-occupied France during World War II, a plan to assassinate Nazi leaders by a group of Jewish U.S. soldiers coincides with the theater owner's vengeful plans for the same. Boom. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. So it's been been out for a while. So, I mean, it's... If you guys haven't seen it, you're missing out. Mm. I was... (laughs) Doesn't matter how many times I watch that movie. I always forget Mike yeah, Myers. Is Mike in Myers it. <laughs> every time. God, have you guys it? seen a uh, Baby Driver yet? Is he in it? This the scene where there's a, no, he's not I, in it. But there's a I scene where they're it. they're supposed like one of the guys is supposed to get Mike Michael Myers masks like from the movie Halloween. Yeah, but he shows up with a bunch of like Austin Powers. Oh masks. my god, it's genius! And everybody's like, "What? You're supposed to get the Halloween mask?" He's like, "This is a Halloween mask." <laughs> like, you're supposed to get Michael Myers. He's like, "This is Mike Myers." <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's. Yeah, who? So, who's your favorite? Who's your favorite character? Because there's so many good even... characters. Oh, it's probably Hans Landa for me. Oh man, he's okay. He is like above and beyond the greatest, one of the greatest I characters think, in cinema. But so let's cancel him out, and then who's your second? Oh, uh, really? <laughs> yeah, because I, could, I mean, like, I, could, I feel like he's everybody's favorite. Character. I could tell you. Yeah, I could tell you hands down. If Sarah walked in here, she would have said that right off the bat. Yeah, just because he's Austrian. Uh, <laughs> he was but, he was an interesting dude. I mean, like you know, he was just doing his job. He was so good. At I mean, it. probably dude. gonna go Brad Pitt. Aldo Rain, because one thing I this a lot of a lot of uh, characters in his movie, they were playing other people mm-hmm. almost. You know, German speaking French, French speaking German. Um, the projection projectionist, you know, she had to kind of hide her identity. Mm-hmm. But out of everyone, Aldo Rain could not change anything. Mm-hmm. You know, when he's, you know, buongiorno, was, buongiorno. Yeah. Like, that's him. You cannot change him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He said, well, he said, what does he say? Like, I'm the fourth best Italian speaker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because some of the guys, some of, some of the, the, the bastards, they actually, you know, they, they pretended to be Italians. So but, is it Dominique de Coco? Yeah. But him, <laughs> Alderain. <laughs> he doesn't change his Alderain's Alderain. Arabian yeah. Yeah. Do you think as an actor and you get... You know, and you find out you're doing a Tarantino film. Do you think you get like really excited for the oh. for the script? Like, do you feel like you're just like, God, this is gonna be amazing? I bet. You no know, matter what, hear, right? I I heard that he handwrites all his scripts too, and he has really bad handwriting. <laughs> so it's like apparently like a big deal to get like a Tarantino yeah. script. I mean, I'm, I'm, just, I'm they. I'm assuming like the 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 screenplay is so tight that one. If you you know if you fork a little bit in the script, it just it will just um, I don't know like take will, away from yeah his, take it from I don't yeah does does Tarant is he strict with his oh yeah well and that was a big deal because hateful his hateful eight script leaked and he ended up rewriting an entirely different movie I didn't remember that. same thing happened to uh, Paul Thomas Anderson yeah with the with master uh-huh. originally the master was supposed to be about l ron hubbard it was just supposed to be like basically like a story about l ron hubbard and it leaked online and uh, he was so mad that he just wrote a yeah. new script hey if you have that much creativity good for you um and you're confident that you could rewrite it like that <laughs> like what if it's that good and you're like shit but you guys know who my f- favorite 
favorite characters. He's one of my favorite actors. Um, I'll give you one line of his. Okay. I don't know. From the movie? Yeah. Let me let me prep prep for this a little bit. Well then, old chap, if we're going to go down, if we're going to die down here in the basement, might as well go down speaking the king's language. Language. Fastbender? Yeah. I was going to say. Love that scene. I mean, he was only in it for like a short amount of time. Yeah. But he, the fact that he was like a cinephile and like that was like how he knew so much about like all these different cultures and everything like that. Yeah. And then... I just thought that was awesome. Um, the suspense in that. Oh, man. So whenever this, whenever I, I watch this movie, I would you know put it as like you know, if I'm doing something in, at home instead of playing music, I'll play just play movies in the background. Mm. And whenever I play this in the background, that that first scene, I'm always hooked to where I cannot. You, I have, wanna, you I, listen. I listen and I have to, I have to watch the whole movie. Oh, the whole movie. Yeah. 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 So it's so intense. But that tells you that shows you his writing and how like yeah. he just pulls you into each scene, right? Because there's his, uh, his dialogue. You have to is listen. So good. You're right. You have to sit there and you can't. You don't want to look away because it's uh, it's, it's gripping. Yeah. No one can. Yeah, just make a a conversation for like almost like a twenty Do, page conversation sound very like engaging and interesting. But like I said, it's it's you know embraces the tension and suspense just for that that scene alone where just, Hans Landa goes to the French farmer's house and mm. yeah, the, the, and well, and the fact that like he, in the way he shoots it too, like where you see the people underneath the floorboard and you're like, oh my god, and then you're seeing this guy's like see being berated yeah. by Hans, and you know it's classic Hitchcock. He, Yes. Yeah. No. It's it's the what's yeah. it, it's, it's the, the difference uh, between suspense and it's the it's the something else. The right? bomb. The bomb under the table. Hitchcock explains. Yeah. 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 And it, what is it? It's the difference between horror and suspense. Yeah. I think is what it is. Because suspense is knowing what like horror is the bomb blowing up, but yeah. suspense is knowing that the bomb is underneath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if 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 you know if. If you show, if you don't show the bomb and it just blows up, you get like this yeah, maybe a ten second satisfaction. But if you know that the yeah. bomb is there, then that's that's true suspense. Yeah, man, that's a that's a really good pull. I like. I, exactly like, I think yeah, I mentioned this at a, when we did. Yeah, you did. True Romance. Yeah, you're yeah, now Tarantino's so. like the master the master class of dialogue. Uh, dialogue. Mm-hmm. I mean that scene and the 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 the, the tavern scene. Which mm-hmm. I found out is thirty minutes long. I was gonna say, how long is really? it? Yeah, Dude, the tavern scene's about thirty scene, minutes. That scene does feel forever to me. Yeah, it does. But it doesn't like. But I always felt like it felt so long because it was so like there was so much. Because your eyes are just like, where yeah. are we yeah, going? Yeah, exactly. Because I mean, it's it's and once you see the guns under the, guns table, the, the yeah, table, yeah, um, and like I said, he just kind of stretches this suspense for as long as he could. Mm-hmm. Then it just snaps, and when it snaps, it's. I don't think that's that. You know, scenes like that would be more would be uh, um 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 uh, would satisfy me if it was you know like a like a five minute scene. Mm-hmm. That yeah, it's and the the first scene it's it's to 
to start with that in a movie mm-hmm. kind of sets the the pace for the rest the, of the movie. Yeah. You're like, oh God, what are we going to expect? Yeah. What's yeah. going to happen? And it's it's such a beautiful scene too. Like the way it's shot, like the rolling, like it opens up with that like beautiful French country. Well, is it in France? Does it open mm-hmm. up in France? Yeah. yeah. It does. Okay. It's, it's the calmness of you see the the Nazi um, army coming in in this French farmer's house and you see there's no panic at all with mm-hmm. the with the, with the, with the French farmer and so, he just tells like it's his daughters you go inside you know just don't and, act weird yeah. and being like a fictitious or all I guess yeah. alternative I don't know story to yeah. to this movie it it's almost is more relating history. It's more relatable sometimes yeah. to me than some actual like, um, some actually like yeah. world, other World War Two movies. Mm-hmm. Even though it's Tarantino, I feel like if you were in that situation, that's exactly. I don't know. I feel like it did more justice, I guess, it, for that time than some other movies I've seen. It's 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 one of those movies where you watch it and you're like, oh man, like I, you know, you watch it and you're like, because if you watch a movie about World War Two, what do you know is going to happen? They're not gonna kill Hitler. Kill Hitler kills himself. But like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then like all that stuff. But with this movie, that's always so. It was it was Cause so like, rewarding. Cause, yeah, because yeah, you're like you're kind of like yeah. And I love movies that because I mean you know he really like what he does is he really puts you through the gauntlet like with the first scene and like seeing some of the horrible stuff that happens. So he puts you through the gauntlet and then he rewards you at the end. There's only a few movies like that where yeah. it's like they like make you feel really uncomfortable at certain points. Yeah. And then they're like, all right, sorry for making you feel this way for like this long. Here's like everything that you wanted to have. You want to happen is happening. The only other movie that I can think of off the top of my head that does that is uh, dogville. It's that uh, Lars von Trier movie with uh, Nicole Kidman. Uh God, it is like insane. I read uh, an article about, um, the the best screening they've had for Lord Sebastian was the German crowd, the German audience. Really, <laughs> I think for the first time, like the people who were born in this, you know, like had Hitler nothing to do, youth. yeah, <laughs> had nothing to do, had nothing to do with you know uh, the the history of of of, of oh, Nazis. Had no, oh, had and, uh, to, okay. For the first time, they actually they were actually they felt like they're allowed to laugh about it and. And uh, and be not not because I mean yeah because doesn't like every every German World uh, War movie you always you know it's it's all it's always gonna be about the Nazis I feel yeah like. and yeah. for them it's watching those movies it's almost like in a point of view of guilt to where man are people terrible but they watched it like they were actually they felt like okay yeah they were cheering they were laughing. That's what my little brother told me too. Is that yeah. he's he so he studied abroad last semester, and he was telling me that like he had a couple German friends, and that like they like like it is like that period like World War Two and stuff like that is like no joke to them at all. Yeah. Like it's not funny. It's it's like a dark dark. Well, no, I don't. Blame well, yeah, no, I don't blame him. But it's just weird because like we kind of treat it as like you know like ah. Yeah, you know yeah, we yeah, gotta yeah, glorify it a little yeah. bit, you know. But the way but it was for shot, them, it's, it's, like, it's like it's a dark, dark stain on their past. And uh, um, one of the actors who, because um, I mean they hired they hired uh, they hired German 
actors to wait to be to play Nazi soldiers and and uh, the, uh they've done roles like that before so for them like okay this is the only role we're going to we're going to get and uh but to portray it in that way and uh they they were all about it and one of the actors who uh the the German guy who is part of the the bastards oh yeah the what is his not name not fastbender but the guy yeah he was in a tavern but he said he, uh, he it was his first time wearing a nazi soldier's outfit like uniform and they asked him like so what do you uh, what do you think like wearing this like oh i'm fine with it because i get to kill nazis yeah <laughs> i remember reading about that because yeah. yeah he like had family members yeah. who were like yeah it was that was a big deal um all right so we want to rate this bad boy um yeah right now mm-hmm. um i'm gonna give it carolina reaper the movie For the movie yeah dang why'd you say dang I'll tell you. You'll see why. I know why. What are you going to get this movie? Wait, he's got to do the beer. Oh, yeah, do the beer. Go. Fuck. (laughs) Is there anything lower than Poblano? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going that low. I'm I'm not. I'm not a stout guy. I'm not a milk stout guy. You know what? I'm going to give it a. I'm going to give it a ghost pepper. Whoa. Dang, that's pretty high. Man, that's, that's high for a milk. That's the highest milk stout I think we've had. Are you are you saying that like across all beers or just stouts alone? Um, <laughs> I would just do it just across all beers. Wow, habanero. <laughs> oh, go no, stick to your. I'm gonna go in the middle. Oh, good for you, man. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I was worried about it. I enjoyed it. It's like five out of ten. <laughs> I would drink it. Yeah. All right, do you want me to go or do you want to go? You choose. It's your episode. I'm going to go next because I want to hear what you have to say because I already know what I'm going to say. Um, so for the movie, I'm going to give it SpiceX. Mm. I knew that. Dude, I, I just think it's so beautiful. Perfection. The whole, all the, the story the story itself is just really amazing. And then for the beer, I'm going to give it a Nugger Viper. Seven out of ten. Boom. Okay. Um, you want the rest of mine? Yeah, I will. Yeah, okay. That makes me think. Okay, well, uh, I can drink this and and eat like a I'm, like a like a cinnamon like a cinnabun or something. <laughs> but that's way too early to be drinking. All right, well I'll have it. Bre- um, breakfast beer. I was surprised. So I'll give it. I'm not a stout guy either, but I, I was going ghost pepper on the beer. <laughs> <laughs> Would you give it ghost pepper? Yeah, he gave it ghost pepper too. Then I, w- I went down habanero. Oh, so you, okay. So you habanero or ghost pepper? Habanero. Oh, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick to ghost pepper. <laughs> it's not bad. It's not I bad. like it. Here's the thing. It's not. It's 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 a good beer. I don't want to say. I, I think it's a good stout, but I'm not a stout mm, person. Yeah. So yeah. I would rate it higher. I'm just not into them. Um, but it, the beer itself is pretty pretty solid. Like if someone asked me, do you know a good stout? I would give them this recommendation. It's for the movie. I get very excited talking to you guys about it. Yeah. It's fun talking about it. I wanted to give it one more point, but I can't because I'm sticking to my guns. So I'm going to give it a Carolina Reaper. All right. Whoa. That was close. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I like Tarantino. No, I, th- I, I really like Tarantino. The more, and the-, the fact that his this is his best movie is, I mean, I can't not give it a Carolina I mean, or a Spice X at that point. Like I said, from my point of view, it's the suspense and how well the dialogue is written. Mm-hmm. He, it's his exposition like he i feel like he 
he buries the exposition under just the most random conversation mm-hmm. topics like the milk and you know like the pipe and yeah. um yeah it's it's he doesn't you know expose it i mean he he did for 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 a few scenes but he had to i feel like and for me the fact that this is just like such an ode to cinema too like everything's yeah. like about the theater and about you know like movies Literally, and like yeah. everything yeah. like movies are what like bring almost everybody together except for the bastards yeah remember when it's uh, all about ultra violence you know remember when you uh, when we got our christmas tree and you said oh I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna cover my tree with with film reels like film oh yeah. it. and it's like have you seen inglorious bastards you know how <laughs> yeah. flammable that shit is yeah we were <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was a horrible idea. Yeah. Why did you let me do <laughs> Or you just like that you scene something in, in, a, in a different material. I feel like that, that scene in Step Brothers where like they build the bunk bed and then he falls on the bunk. Like, like, that was a terrible that? idea. Why did Why you let us do that? that? <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Episode 50. Great yeah. movie. Ain't oh, that what? nifty? We made it to 50. Ooh. Ooh. I was trying to think how many Brad Pitt movies have we done? And that's, oh, it was seven. And this true romance, true romance. God, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, I don't think I, I, I want to make you guys think about our episodes. We're on fifty, man. I don't want us to forget. I was also going to ask. I don't think there's any more because he's in a lot of movies, and we've only done three. Yeah, so I'm. I'm curious Next now, like who, Club, which, which actor who we featured the most. Yeah, I know. I think we talked about Nick Cage is probably the most because didn't we have like that like three or four in a row that were all Nick Cage movies? He's in every movie we reviewed cameos. <laughs> who do you think we've talked about the most on the episodes? Um, Christopher what? Nolan. I know. I was gonna say the one name that's it's all because of you. Yeah. I think we've said that name more than anyone else's name, or Elon Musk, but it has to be Nolan. Oh, I'm, it's definitely Nolan. I'm thinking there's an, there's an actor, not lead actor, in, in most of the movies we've talked about that has the most um, um, films. Yeah, something we, 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 something we don't expect, huh? Something we don't expect. Yeah, like ah oh, man. Well, let's go back through and let's let's figure that out for the next episode. BJ Novak, <laughs> and, then, and then also I wanted to know how many milk salts we've done. Oh God, no, I can only two. Think two. I think this is just two, right? Two. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll figure that out for you guys, for all those spicy listeners out there. All right, take Damn. it home, take it home, White Rhino. That's, this is your. I want outro. you to do. I'll finish it, but you do. This is your. Thanks episode. everybody for listening. Thanks for being nifty and hanging out with us till we got to fifty. I, I appreciate all of you for listening in. I appreciate you guys. appreciate you. For, for doing all this. appreciate you for bringing this beer. And I appreciate the <laughs> bastards. And I appreciate Three Nations Brewing Company. Devout Imperial Milk Stout. Take that. Go watch them in Glorious Bastards. Enjoy life. Thanks for listening to episode 50. Spicy Boys. Oh.